Hello and welcome back to our podcast at Get Legally Speaking. Our legal conversation today will be on the school dinners fiasco. I am joined by Barrister Emma Waldron from Three Paper Buildings Chambers in London. Emma specialises in education law and she is regularly instructed to appear in the High Court and Upper and First Tier Tribunals. Emma's expertise includes working on cases with complex issues and she has a strong knowledge in representing matters involving individuals, special educational needs and those that have a sensitive nature. Emma has proven to have a second to none ability of understanding of her clients and this challenging area of law and she is recognised as a leading individual in her field and is listed in Chambers and Partners and in the Legal 500. Good morning Emma. Good morning Hattie. How are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. And thank you for having me on your podcast again. It's an absolute pleasure to be it back with you. It is always a pleasure to have you, Emma. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, and we're here to discuss this Scaldinus Fiasco topic as a special bonus episode for our listeners because it really is out there, isn't it? I mean, we, look, we were just discussing the numbers. There's 1.4 million children claimed for free school meals as of January 2020. That's over 70% of all state-educated pupils and I know you've got some numbers about what that looks like now additionally to that during the lockdown children are eligible for free school meals um, and then can still receive them in the form of a shopping voucher or a food parcel however concerns have been raised about the standard of some of the food parcels by parents and also actually by footballer and meals campaigner Marcus Rashford saying that they were just not good enough Education Secretary Gavin Williamson said that he was absolutely disgusted with images of free school food parcels circulating on social media. My goodness. Absolutely, Hattie. And I'm sure many of your listeners would have seen on social media the photographs that we're talking of. Um, A tin of beans, a a packet of cheddar cheese and not much else. Uh, I mean, it really is. Um, quite shocking. Um, perhaps just to kind of, um, for, for any of your listeners that, that, that haven't um, had an opportunity to, to read up on this or, or to, to um, see what's been going on, perhaps just worth kind of fleshing out how this all came to a head. So uh, around about the 13th of January, so a couple of weeks ago now, um, it, it really, really um, came to a head in the media um, with these images um, going around. Um, and initially, the, the government published some guidance on the 8th of January, which strongly encouraged schools to adopt a food parcel approach first for those that were eligible for free school meals, citing the benefits of offering food parcels, including, and this is a quote from that, that original guidance, the confidence that a nutritious and varied range of food is being provided. Um, I think we know from what we've seen in social media, from what we've seen um, uh, published that 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 just wasn't happening. No, so no, so there indeed. had to be some radical new guidance. Um, I say radical. There had to be uh, some amended guidance um, in light of the, um, the the criticisms that that um, government was facing, and that was issued on the thirteenth of January to coincide with all of this um, this reporting in the media. Yes, indeed, and I mean um, the government it has been no, well. It's been said that the government's done a U turn. Uh, following the fierce backlash in response to images of pitiful food parcels shared by parents on social media. But what are the key points that were announced by the government, Emma? Okay, so from the guidance that we had on the 8th of January, one of the the sort of headlines from that guidance uh, was the fact that that schools were um, actively encouraged to adopt the food parcel approach first. 
Um, the new guidance, so the guidance from 13th of January, removes all mention of that food parcel approach first. So that, that has come out. And schools have now been given the freedom um, to decide on the best approach for their pupils who are eligible for free school meals. Um, so that will include whether the school should issue lunch parcels uh, or whether they want to rely on something like local vouchers or a national voucher scheme um, that was rolled out um, only about a week and a half or so ago. Yes. So it, it gives schools now that flexibility that perhaps under the old guidance um, that was published, they didn't have. I mean, um, so, sorry, Emma. So sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. please. Uh, so, so that's that's I think the, the kind of the, the, the key point is that schools now have a, a, a bit more flexibility to do what they think is appropriate based on the circumstances that exist for them, because every school is different. Every school across the country is going to be situated in a slightly different place. So for some schools, it might be very easy um, to roll out a programme of, of putting in place lunch parcels for um, children and young people. But for other schools, it might not be so easy. And I think one thing that we have noticed, um, especially over the last kind of decade or so, is that lots of um, schools now buy in their catering services. So, so the, the kind of traditional approach of having a school dinner lady that might plan the meals for the school I for the week. I used to love that. I have to say, I used to love my school dinner ladies. I used to, I, I, I still remember it very, very clearly. You know, it was a long time ago, but smiling and standing up as straight as I could so I can get extra. So they'd put me more <laughs> of, the, of the stuff that I used to love. But I mean, there's some serious numbers here because on top of the 1.4 million children that we mentioned that were eligible for free school meals, and that was 2020 figures, another 900,000 children um, analysed by the Food and, uh, Foundation estimates that that's added on to that now. So you're talking mm. over 2 million children uh, a day are eligible for these free, free school, school parcels. And, and something that we read, which was very interesting, that the, the school gets an extra £3.50 per week per child on top of the government funding that the school usually receives for school dinners to encourage that they actually put something together in these parcels that are worthy. Now, you know, we've talked about some parents having shared images of the free school meals and the food parcels um, in the packages that look less than a £5 food package whilst being told that, you know, this free school meal package is to the value of £30 and it is to cover a 10-day period. I mean, what should a parent do if a parcel, a food parcel that they've received for their child is just simply not adequate? I think the first port of call is always going to be raising this with the school. I mean, the school should be aware of what it is providing. Um, but if schools are in any way outsourcing their catering um, kind of facilities, um, head teachers might not be as aware as they should be of what's going into these parcels. So absolutely, first and foremost, um, contact the school's head teacher um, and, and explain the situation to them. Because uh, and also it's important to do this, even if it's something that's happened historically, because schools will be able to claim compensation retrospectively in the form of food vouchers um, for use in local shops for the period period between the 4th of January and the 16th of January so when all of this issue uh, all of these issues were really really um, ca causing causing a headache for schools and parents um, and the government so uh, in the first instance take it up to the school and let them know that you're not satisfied that what you're receiving is adequate um, and in line with the 2014 regulations um, that relate to um, school food. 
if you're still not getting anywhere with that, um, because I like like you said, Hattie, this is a really, really big problem and it's infecting it's it's affecting an increasing number of people. This pandemic has hit so many families so, so hard. Um, and people who perhaps were not previously eligible for free school meals may now find themselves eligible and maybe navigating this system for the very first time. If the school is not um, dealing with your your kind of concerns in an adequate manner, um, please, please bear in mind that there are food banks available to parents in need. And also a lot of local businesses, certainly in my area and, and I know in other parts of the country as well, really want to help. Um, and a, a lot of certainly local to me, businesses are saying, if you are struggling, um, let us know. We will ask no questions. We don't want children to go hungry. No child in this day and age should ever, ever oh, have to absolutely. go hungry. I mean, it's, the, as I said to you, the numbers are staggering. Over two million children rely on free school meals and on these parcels to be able to eat well. I mean, and the guidance, I've read some of the guidance, the food from the government, the food must contain items. Uh, food items rather than pre-packed meals, minimise fridge and freezer space needed, contain items which parents can use to prepare healthy lunches, not rely on parents having extra ingredients to prepare home meals. I mean, some of the pictures I've seen, honestly, and it's been reported, that have been sent out as these free food parcels, are bits of vegetable and fruit, and it almost looks like scraps of food, what seems to be packaged in money bags, and that is actually reported. So, Goodness gracious, they really haven't got a grip on this whole situation. Obviously, we're not saying every food parcel sent out by every school is at this level, but clearly it's at a high enough level for people to have got into the media and the press with it. And for even, you know, Gavin Williamson, you know, the education secretary to say it's absolutely disgusted by it. So there's enough. Clearly, there's a lot of it going on. Yeah. And also, I think schools need to bear in mind that um, if if they are struggling to meet the requirements that that um, are placed upon them um, and get out these um, lunch parcels there are alternative options available to the school because they can make use of the um, local voucher scheme and national voucher scheme so if they're struggling to deliver there's a way that schools can also navigate this process um, and uh, yes, I, I, you know, that may place a greater burden on parents because it's then the parents' responsibility to go out and find that food, source that food from um, wherever it is um, the parent has the voucher from. But that might be preferable um, to, to having a food parcel being delivered, which lacks nutritional value um, and isn't sufficient to, to provide your child with, with the meals that they need um, for a one week period. So that's an option as well. I know, and that that's very helpful. I mean, I have been thinking about the schools in you know in in these in this instance because schools are there. Yes, a, a school lunch is part of the daily routine at school, but are they there as caterers to deliver and be under an obligation to deliver, you know, the best quality food that they can within the budget that they can? And this is something you know I'd like us to discuss and look at. Are are the schools under any legal obligations to have to provide its children? with these adequate food parcels and then have them delivered home all of a sudden not only schools are trying to deal with homeschooling and all the complications and and the difficulties and challenges that come with that you know whether teachers are doing homeschooling from a desk in the school or whether they're doing trying to homeschool from a desk in their own home with their own children in the background trying to homeschool but now they have to think about providing these nutritious meals And and I know you mentioned that 
there's a lot of outsourcing going on and I won't sort of name the company but there is a large company out there who has been um, brought to task over these uh, school meals and and they've said look you know this was a one-off situation we will put it right but what are the actual legal obligations of the school here Emma? So the 2014 regulations um, that govern uh, that govern school food standards still apply from what I can make out um, from the, the, the government guidance. Um, I, I'm not going to go into that kind of black letter law, but it's it's available to your listeners um, if they want to go and, and review it in terms of what, what should be included. But on top of that, what the guidance from um, 13th of January does make clear is that um, where schools are providing um, lunch parcels, they should cater for people who have, say, for example, special dietary requirements, um, for people who have allergies, vegetarians or other um, re- religious um, restrictions in terms of their diet. So it needs to, to be meeting those criteria. To answer your question, Hattie, of whether or not um, the school is under an obligation to deliver meals to children's homes, um, I'd say a strict reading of the guidance is no, there is not that obligation to deliver food parcels to children's home addresses. Although I do remember um, certainly last year during our first lockdown, one particular head teacher in the north, um, he was a former, a former army officer, um, loading packages up in his rucksack and doing home deliveries on foot. It was oh, an wow. astonishing story. It was an oh, absolutely... Wow. Um, amazing, amazing story in it, and it warmed the heart. Um, but is there a legal obligation on on a head teacher to do that? No, there isn't. Um, it relies on the generosity, I think, of, um, of 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 teaching staff who, as as you've identified themselves, you're under incredible strain at the moment. Um, if if a school is struggling to deliver they can require parents to come uh, onto the site to collect and if parents aren't able to do that themselves they collect food parcels themselves then um, they can kind of nominate a family member or friend um, or neighbour to do that for them um, but again this this is every single situation is going to be slightly different and slightly unique and fact sensitive um, if you live in a particularly rural area, that that might also be difficult. Um, so again, I come back to, to the point that I made earlier about the, the guidance from the 13th of January. There is a bit more flexibility in it than that which we had before. So if um, if schools are struggling to, um, to deliver food parcels, as I've said before, there's the national voucher system that they can use or the local voucher system that they can use. And and I've said it once, but I'll say it again because I think it's such an important message. No child in this day and age should ever go hungry. Isn't it Um, crazy? I mean, I hail Jamie Oliver for making such a difference to school meals that he's, you know, he's been a big campaigner to get the junk food off the menus and get the good stuff in. and, and, And I know it took him years to get what he was able to get into the guidelines and 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 laws of what school dinners should look like i mean you mentioned earlier that about the, the local food banks if you're struggling to get yeah. decent enough food parcels i went along to our local one of our local food banks a couple of weeks ago and the guy at the door said don't give me pasta i've just got too much of it <laughs> don't give me this and don't give me that you know, because we were we were dropping some stuff off, and um, it was packed in there. And I thought, wow, okay, well, get it out there, man. You know, get the stuff out there, to, to deliver it, distribute it. So I think, you know, yes, local food banks are always a great place to start. And I just think it's a case of trying to 
everyone trying to work with each other at the moment, isn't it, really, Emma? You know, the school doesn't want to be in this position where it's not delivering anything that it should be, particularly, I'm sure, when it comes to the food that it's, you know, wants to deliver to the children in during this pandemic. There's been a lot of talk about the food parcels continuing to be delivered during half terms. Um, I'm sure some areas are participating in that. I'm not sure every area is. Um, but yes, I think, you know, you said it from the very beginning. If you're not happy with your child's school food parcel, speak to the head teacher, bring it to the attention of the school. Because as you quite rightly pointed out, it's not really the school that's going to open the food parcel to eat it that day. It's the child in your presence, in your home. Make the school aware. I'm sure that schools will be doing everything they can to try and tackle these issues and to bring them into good order. And the vouchers, I think the vouchers are another great option for parents that can say, right, just don't don't give me half a ba- you know half a potato and two pieces of carrots and a tin of baked beans. I'll go out and buy some stuff where parents can if they're not working at home, um, and I'll prepare the food. And that's also a great help um, because you know you get the money and the vouch well you get the vouchers which are like money to go and spend on a hopefully a nutritious meal for your yeah. child and children. And- and just on that point of half term, so if you're in a scenario where the school um, isn't going to necessarily offer support during the half term period, um, for your listeners, um, it, it might be beneficial for them to know about the COVID winter grant scheme, which was announced on the 8th of November last year. Um, because uh, that, that if, if you approach your local authority um, and, and, and mention that if you are a particular family in need, um, you might be able to get some assistance during the half term that's rapidly approaching. So Emma, just another thing for your listeners to be aware Thank you so much. That, that's really helpful. Thank you ever so much, Emma. It's always a pleasure to have you on my show. So thank you thank so you. much. Um, and much. we will do more parts on education law. I'm absolutely sure to give our listeners, but, you know, whatever it is they want to know. And this was brought to our attention by our listeners. We've had lots and lots of requests to do this podcast. So thank you for your time, Emma. Thanks for having me. Don't forget to click and subscribe to our podcast and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn and YouTube by searching Get Legally Speaking. Also visit our website at getlegallyspeaking.com. Thank you for listening.